the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program the Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and my friend, it's certainly good to be on the air again today with the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God found in the wonderful Word of God. And we're going to go back to Romans chapter 8 for our study today. Uh, this this wonderful chapter, and Romans 8 is um, it's considered by many to be the most uh, important. It's certainly the most beloved chapter in the book of Romans. And it concludes with a, with a great section uh, uh, on the security of God's purpose in the believer in time, in the details of your life. Uh, this this wonderful chapter uh, ends with with a a passage on the on, on I guess what you could call maximum security of the believer. And in light of what we've been studying the last few weeks together, I, I thought since we'd gone down through Romans eight. Uh, uh, here down to verse number 30. I've just finished the chapter out with you today just, just to sort of rejoice in, in the, in the security that God has provided for us. Romans 8, the, it, it demonstrates, you know, Paul says to the Philippians, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. Well, the explanation of how he's going to do that and how he's equipped you and me as believers to live in time in a way that uh, uh, is completely secure in spite of all kind of insecurity about us. So if you've ever wondered how you can be secure, how you can be safe, and how you can know it, and how you can take that safety and security and see it bring uh, fruit, uh, joy and peace in believing, and fruit into your life, well, th- this, this concluding part of Romans 8 is for you. He says in verse 31, what shall we say to these things? Now, he's going to begin a series of questions here. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall anything to God to, to the charge of God's elect? Who is he that condemneth? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he, and he asks these, a series of questions to, to, to make you think, uh, to make, to stop you and, and, and make you think and contemplate the meaning and the, the consequences of the things that he's talking about. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a favorite technique of the Apostle Paul's favorite method of teaching 
to to ask questions of people. And the reason for that is he expects you to be able to answer the questions. He expects you to be able to think through the issues like an adult. Uh, These things call for the application of some judgment in your life. How many times have I said on this program to you, your Christian life will not operate on the basis of ignorance. It isn't designed to operate on the basis of ignorance. It isn't designed to operate on the basis of not knowing. Grace is all that God is free to do for you through the finished work of Christ. And the only response that grace will accept is faith. And faith is not a blind leap into the dark. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is a positive response to an intelligent understanding of what God has done for you and what God has revealed in his word. What faith does is it believes God's word to you, and it trusts God's word, and it says God's word is right, and faith rests on what God says. That's the only response grace will accept. But faith has to have a content. Faith, There's no power in faith by itself. This idea of, well, you know, that you can speak something into existence by your faith, what that is 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 just uh, Eastern mysticism in the garb of Christianity, uh, in, in the garb of, of sanity, I guess you could say. Uh, it, it isn't real sane, and it isn't true. It's really the occult. It's, a, it's, it's an Eastern mysticism that gets into, in, into the thinking of people who don't really appreciate what God's Word has to say. Faith is simply a, is, is nothing more than a system of perception. And uh, it's a non-meritorious system of perception, by the way. And faith is of no, your faith is of no more value than the object in which your faith is trusting. Faith is to trust. Faith is to believe. Faith is to count on something. It's to reckon it to be so. The Bible says you receive the witness of men. The witness of God is greater. You know how to trust what somebody tells you. Listen to them. Evaluate it and trust it. Believe it. Have faith in it? Well, faith in what God says. You see, the witness of God is greater. Man might mistake, be, be mistaken. Man might let you down. When you trust man, your faith is in, the, is in the object that you're trusting, and man is fallible. But when you trust God, see, Abraham believed God. The object of his faith is where the power was. When the object of your faith is the word of God rightly divided, now, if you're going to trust, you know, you're going to say, well, i got a scripture that says, well, okay. But we've talked to you too many times, week after week here, for you to, for you to uh, uh, not understand that when you read the Bible, you can be scriptural and not dispensational. You can use the Bible, but if you don't rightly divide the Bible, you can literally quote scripture and be out of the will of God. Did God say to, to Noah, build a boat for the saving of your your house? Absolutely. Well, you can quote that and go around and say, God told you to build a boat. In fact, I was on a television program one time being, uh, being interviewed, uh, and there was a fellow there at the TV station who was going to be, they were taping the programs, they taped a whole week of programs in one day, and I was like, the Tuesday interview, and the guy that was going to be on Wednesday was there 
to be on, he's in the studio there to be interviewed after me, and he literally had a model of Noah's Ark, and he said, and what his interview was about, was that God had told him to build an ark, and that God was going to judge the world and needed the ark to be rebuilt. <laughs> and this guy, he's in, got a ministry down in Virginia, and uh, he was uh, he was building an ark, and he had the thing all begun to be laid out there, and he had a video of it, and he was showing it to him. And so don't say, well, nobody would ever say God, you know, build an ark, because that that fellow was doing it, and he was quoting Hebrews eleven and Genesis chapter number six and seven. And you see, you know better than that. You know that that's not the will of God today. You know how you know that? Because God said he'll never destroy the earth with a flood again. So building an ark to get away from the judgment of God isn't going to help. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are all kind of people in the world out there that use the Bible for all different kind of reasons. Just because somebody quotes the Bible doesn't mean that you can that, that, that they're telling you the truth. You can be scriptural, but if you aren't dispensational... If you don't know how to rightly divide the word of truth and know where to go in the book to get the information about what God is doing today, and you don't know where you stand in the purpose of God when you're reading the different passages, you're never going to be able to exercise faith in God's word. But when you have an intelligent understanding of where you are in the purpose and program of God, and you let your faith rest in that, then you have the ability to have the power of God's Word, the Spirit of God takes the, the Word of God and works in you that believe. That's why he says, what should we say to these things? He's laid out some doctrine for them. What did he lay out? Well, verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the call according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? You see, these details of his purpose, of God's purpose, are what he's talking about. Now, I know what people do with Romans 8.28, you know. And Dr. Henry Gruby used to call Romans 8.28 the soft pillow of the Bible. And it certainly is, but it is only if you let it stand in its context. And you should never read Romans 8.28 without also reading Romans 8.29. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You see, to understand that passage, you're going to have to get out of yourself and into his purpose. You're going to have to get out of you and everything revolving around you and what happens to you and what's good for you and get into God's purpose and what God is doing. You see, God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a program, and it's going to be accomplished. He says in Ephesians 1, verse 9, that he has made, he, he hath made known to us the mystery of his will according to the eternal purpose, according to his purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus. Think about that. According to his purpose, which he purposed in himself. God Almighty has a plan. He has a purpose. He's doing something in the world today. You need to know what it is. 
And when you discover from the Word of God rightly divided what it is God's doing, then you'll know how to do the will of God in the details of your life. It won't be for you anymore. Oh, God, what do you want me to do today? And God, where do you want me to go to go, go tomorrow? And what should I have for lunch today? And what should I... Should I go to the mission field? Or should I, should I stay home? Or, or should I give this money to this ministry? Or should I not, you know, give, do it over there? It won't be trying to focus on God's will by getting to know what you need to do. It'll be, Lord, what are you doing in the world today? Find out what God's doing. And you don't find that out by looking around at your circumstances trying to read signposts and, and road maps. You find that out in God's Word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9 and, and 10, Paul says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered in the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. By your own abilities to know, you can't know what God is, has prepared for you. But God has revealed them to, unto us by his Spirit. You see, God's Spirit has revealed the things that God has prepared for you. You get up today and you say, Lord, what if you, oh, God, show me what you prepared for me in this. Well, if you really mean that, you can find what God has prepared for you by looking at the words that the Spirit of God has revealed, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Ghost teach. Where do you find the words that the Holy Spirit has revealed? That's right, you find them in the Bible. You see, God has revealed in his word the things that he has prepared for you and for me. And they're revealed in the Word of God. You don't need to go around grunting and groaning, jumping and, and, and hopping and skipping and, and, and doing whatever it is that religious systems want you to do to try to find God's will. God's will is completely revealed, sufficiently made known for you in His Word to equip you to do everything He has for you to do, to make you completely sufficient, able to stand lacking nothing. So you can understand what God's purpose is by studying his word rightly divided. The Christian life doesn't operate on the basis of ignorance. And if you're, if you're too self-centered or too lazy, can I say it, <laughs> unconcerned, whatever, to get into God's word and find out what God's word says, well, then you'll walk around, you know, like a blind bat flying backwards in a dark cave, running into the wall, butting your head into in, 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 into into the wall, hitting your chin your, your shin on the on on the um, the tables of life, and walk in darkness, walk in in that way. But that isn't the way God intended you to be. He's revealed His will in an objective way in His Word, and that's why. Paul says, he, 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 what should we say about this? You need to understand the impact that this, this identity that God has given you in Christ is designed to have in your life. This working of God, this purpose of God to conform you to the image of his Son, you need to understand how that's designed to work in your life. Now, he, he, he gives in verse 30 here some, some terms that identify who believers are. We're the called according to his purpose. How were you called? Well, you were called by the gospel. And, and you've, you've been justified, made righteous, and you're going to be glorified. You have this wonderful identity in Christ. What should we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Why, who's going to oppose us? 
If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If Jesus Christ has, if God has provided his son, delivered him up to Calvary for you, how shall he not with them also freely give us all things? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul says, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. When he says, how shall he not with them also give us freely give us all things? That's the all things in verse 28, 29, and 30 that he's just talking to you here about. That's the all things that are going to work together. All these things that God is doing work together for your good. Because God's purpose is to conform the believer to the image of his Son. You have the power of God working for your protection. Verse 33 says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Answer, it is God that justifies. Who's who's going to try to accuse us of anything? Why, Jesus Christ... You see, God, it's God that justifies. He's our perfection. He's our perfecter. He's the one who has provided. It's his justice that stands for us today. When the adversary seeks to accuse us and to condemn us and to lay something to our charge, you know what the answer is? It's what God's done for us. It isn't your life that you're trusting. It's his life. Who, who is, who, who is he that condemns? Paul says. It's Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who's going to condemn us? We have the Lord Jesus Christ as our vindicator. You're going to condemn me? You have to condemn him. Why? Because I'm in him. That's it. And, and he's the one who's at the right hand of God making intercession for us. His work at Calvary lasts. It's effective for everything in your life. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ, verse 35 says. You see, we have a security that cannot, in which we cannot be separated from the love of Christ. Then he lists a bunch of things. And there's some things that are going to attempt to separate us from the love of Christ. There's some things that are going to attempt to come along and separate you. Now, how can they do that? Well, the only way they can, they can't take you out of Christ. What they do is they try to separate your thinking. Ephesians 6 verse 12, Paul says, talk, uh, Ephesians 6 11, Paul talks about the wiles of the devil. The strategies, the crafty schemes of the adversary, the devil, Diabolos, is to throw between you and put something between you and God to separate you away. Now you can't do that literally, but if in your mind he bombards your minds with questions about these things that you don't have the right answers for, well then you get carried away. And the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, be separated from a believing position, be separated from what? From the love of Christ, from how much God values and esteems you in His Son.
And there are seven things that he lists here that, uh, that have to do with the circumstances of life. They have to do with the details of life. They have to do with the satanic policy of evil. They have to do with focusing on what's going on in your life rather than on who God has made you in Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You see, that's the issue. We're more than conquerors. By the way, when he says you're more than a conqueror, he's not talking about removing it out of your life. He's talking about reigning over it. General Douglas MacArthur was more than a conqueror of the Japanese Empire. He did conquer them. And he, as their conqueror, was able to go into their midst as the one who conquered them. But this verse doesn't say he's just going to be the conqueror. We're not just conquerors able to defeat the enemy. It says we're more than conquerors. Well, how can you be more than a conqueror? Well, you're more than a conqueror when you don't simply conquer them and have victory over them. It's when you reign in life over them. That's the reason 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13 a verse of scripture that I suppose every believer learns early on in his Christian life, and if he didn't, he should have. First Corinthians ten thirteen. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. You notice he doesn't say he's going to take it away from your life and you'll never have it. How do you escape something that you still have to bear? Well, he doesn't remove it, but he makes you more than a conqueror in and through it. He gives you the capacity to go through it, and rather than being destroyed by it, have it used for your good, for your growth, for strengthening you, causing you to rely more and more fully on him. Tribulation, he says. Tribulations become, we become patient through them. Tribulation works patience. Shall distress. We become masters over the most difficult circumstances. Shall persecution. We become Christ-like toward the persecutor. Shall famine or nakedness. We let economic adversity teach us the wealth of spiritual things. Peril or sword. We have a confident dependence on God that gives poise in the midst of impending calamity. And the source of it all? Through him that loved us. So he says, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, it's through him. Are you today in Christ, or are you still in your sin? Are you in jeopardy, or are you in security? If you're in Christ today, if you're in Christ, you have absolute security because of who he is. Let me give you, and it makes no difference about what your circumstances are, you have security in Christ. Let me give you a free Bible study tape. 
We offered it last week, and I want to make it, make it available to you again today. It's entitled, Unanswered Prayer, Its Cause and Its Cure. Have you ever struggled with the issue of prayer and your prayer life? Well, there's some sound doctrine that can liberate you and, and assist you in your prayer life and, and let it be the asset that God designed it to be in your life. Unanswered prayer, its cause and its cure. If you've ever struggled with your prayer life, and I know that one of the things that gives believers the sense of insecurity in their Christian life more than many is the issue of unanswered prayer. Let me give you this free tape. Unanswered prayer, its cause and its cure, it'll help you to get your feet grounded. It'll help you to have that wonderful divine operating asset of prayer operative in your life as the benefit God designed it to be in applying the truth of his word to the details of your life. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is is unique in in several ways. First, we we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio. And I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week, where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. 
Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to live the world Those Satan's darts at me are hurled For faith has called the joyful sound A song of saints on J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.